0: up everybody you are listening or watching to the patty g show i am your host patty g here with robert wise from it inspired rob thanks so much for joining me today how are you
1: and thanks for having me this is great doing good
0: so far so good deal good deal so you you're doing a lot of stuff man you are especially since quarantine you've been just getting all over the place I guess as everybody has, you know, you got to do something, otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy.
1: True, S- true. Story. So,
0: what are you up to,
1: man? A lot. Um, it seems like things just got super busy for me and for everyone else, all at the same time. Go figure. So, man, right now it's it's a, it's live streaming, it's work, it's parenting, it's trying to you know fit in a uh, a worksheet or two for the kiddos. Um, <laughs> You know, it's trying trying to stay above water in some sorts and then like trying to stay motivated and positive in others. And I feel like it's a shift among all of those or at the same time and uh, it hits everybody differently. So I don't know. It's dynamic and fluid uh, times we are seeing (laughs) right now. Yes.
0: Yes. I I, I end every one of my emails with, all right, this is my opinion as of today at this time you ask me tomorrow, it it very well could change. You've got however. a
1: timestamp. I mean, the information, right? Oh, now, absolutely.
0: It, it's ridiculous. So for, for for those that aren't aware, what is it inspired? Let's start there.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, I, I get lost, man. I will forget who you self promote. You've got to remind me, <laughs> um, yourself always promote yourself. <laughs> you're supposed to right? but you know, so, um, well, it inspired what's it inspired. Uh, I'll tell you the, what, what I think is it inspired and then I'll, I'll Let's give you the sales pitch. Okay. Cause I feel like they might be one of the same, but different message. I mean, for me, it inspired is a whole bunch of friends, family and um, you know, some cool tech stuff thrown in a lot of laughs, uh, you know, high energy inside jokes. And you know, we get together as a team and get stuff done. But to relate that to people that you know would pay invoices or be looking for services <laughs> it comes down to more like hey IT inspired is a local and established IT services company we are a managed services company in Baton Rouge Louisiana proudly supporting our local area and yeah. uh, you know a group of 20 or more people that uh, have a personal approach to technology that's what i would say probably maybe <laughs> But it's Maybe. a Thursday. That's going to come out different on Friday, Patty.
0: That's right. That's right. Friday, it's going to be, I'm your IT guy. Let's get a drink.
1: Hey, what's bothering you? What can I help you with next week? You know, that's what's going to be tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're telling me you're not one of those entrepreneurs that's working 24-7 round the clock and, oh, hey. 11 o'clock responding to emails?
1: Okay, so let me, let me rephrase that. Yes, I'm <laughs> one of those. But you know what's different now is the family gets to see it right yes different now and the family's a part of it let's not even joke all jokes (laughs) aside they're a part of it now they're a part of the solution they're a part of the problem but they're in the mix so oh i mean you're always i'm always checking emails i really don't ever turn off i'm like your typical entrepreneur that just is keep you know keep going i'm a visionary so i'm always thinking and then i'm a people person so i'm always talking
0: all both good qualities good qualities to have
1: they can be overwhelming though
0: yeah 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 you got to find the right the right setting you can't be in a room full of talkers and nobody uh nobody gets to get a word in it's really loud man
1: (laughs) that's what people think about being around me all the time it's it's just really loud there's a lot of energy around here
0: (laughs) but hey somebody's got to bring the energy man and if no one if you if you don't
1: who will it's a curse it's a blessing and a curse (laughs)
0: oh okay I'm well so, right no 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 you're this that's the show man welcome All to right. the patty g show we, we go with it
1: wherever yeah. we wherever I'm the really trail take my flip flops off
0: <laughs> i'm in some i'm in a linen shirt and some shorts man we're rocking the casual you wearing look
1: today. shorts I'm, i mean absolutely i'm not oh never mind <laughs>
0: This room, this remote podcasting, remote work has brought a whole new element Dangerous. to the term "casual." <laughs> There's a reason all the videos are chest up, right? I know, man. I, I mean, I had,
1: I had the, had the hat ready to go backwards because you know, COVID and stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: I just, I did the, the post, the post shower comb over. So. <laughs> yeah. Got my got my running in for the day. Now I'm here. My hair
1: would have probably cooperated if I would have showered before this. I mean, <laughs> you just I might have changed shirts before this. Who knows?
0: Hey, we're all we're all getting through this one step at a time. So you're yep. you're mainly an IT company, right? Yes. So I'm assuming you had office space before the COVID. Yep. What 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 does it look like now? We're, what does the office space look we're like? We're still gonna have office space. I mean,
1: we're still gonna have office space. Uh, we were remote before. I mean, not everyone was remote at the same time, let's be honest. I mean, it would we, you know, if you need a remote day, a little mental health, mental health day, or you know, you had something going on at the house, um, you need to work from home for something, you were sick and want to just you know rest up. That was that was already there. So we're we're lucky in IT to be extended that. But <clears throat> where I think the office space is gonna change for us, and it's funny that we're talking about this because. I was talking to Matt Laborde from Elephant Realty earlier this week, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you got to wonder how this is going to impact all businesses, and not just. Right. What I'm thinking about mine, but um, no, I, I feel like I feel like the office is still going to be there. You know, we're still going to have staging, uh, staging areas for equipment for clients. You know, we're still going to have shipping and receiving. People still need to collaborate, um, but I think it's going to be a little bit different. I, I really I want to embrace remote. You know work from home um fully and and just go forward acting like we've always done it this way so um i want to leverage that but where i think the office is going to change is we've always had good corporate culture and i talked about earlier you know (laughs) how we like to be personable and have fun and inside (laughs) jokes, nerf gun wars you can't do that remotely zoom or with google meets so Where I think it's going to change is before you had to come in the office. That's how we knew you were working. That's how you reported to work, right? People saw your face. Where I think it's going to change now is at least for us, um, the office is there for when you have to be there. Like when you really need to be there and you can't do it remote, you have to put hands on, but also because you want to be there. So I want it to be a place where, you know, it wasn't where everyone had to post up with their laptops and keyboards and mice. It was now it's... Come, stay a while, share some jokes, have some fun. But, you know, if you only need to be at the office for a few hours or a few minutes, that's fine, too. So I think more frequent visits, but less, you know, probably less people in the building and probably a a lot less times we're going to, you know, need to have to come in. And I think that's going to be the shift for us. Right. I think that's going to be a shift for a lot of businesses,
0: honestly. You know, it's they're looking now at, okay, we've gotten our productivity has either been better or remained the same without having to be in an office building. What's that rent note again? What's, what's that lease schedule? You know, what's, what are we, what are we paying a month right
1: now for this type of space? We were looking at expanding and mm -hmm. I, you know, we were in a a 2,500 square foot space now before that we came from something like 1,400 square feet. And so we added a thousand. We thought that was great. We had another bathroom, more parking spots. It was all amazing. But, I mean, going forward, we we were maybe talking about getting something like five thousand or more, or buying. Were we going to purchase? Um, if that still makes sense, then yeah. But right now, I don't think it's in the cards. I, I think right now we're gonna we're really gonna have fun doing this remote thing a lot more.
0: Oh, absolutely! And and, and I, wanna, I, don't, I
1: don't see the need for a big old huge space.
0: Oh yeah, the, why, why have it? Why pay for it? Whenever everybody's got this set up, I mean you're an IT company. Everybody should have an adequate
1: setup at home to work remotely. If well, not, we didn't. You know, <laughs> I think the business model is kind of failing there. Like I felt the pinch. I mean, I had I can work from home and bring my laptop anywhere, but it wasn't set up to stream or it wasn't set up to be really efficient. That first week to you know week to ten days, I was on a stool with no back at the bar of my counter, you know, and trying to make that work with kids around, and that didn't work. So. I mean, even now I don't have a permanent desk, although for the longest time I was trying to push my home office away because I felt like I couldn't get my personal space. I couldn't remove. Didn't we just start this out talking about, you know, are you the serial entrepreneur and you can't turn it off? I, it, it was starting to get toxic and, and invade my personal space in life, making relationships oh, yeah. harder. So I pushed it away for the last two years and was successful. Now I'm bringing it all back. I got more stuff than I had before. I mean, what? And now I'm streaming. I got three different webcams and a, you know, a halo. I never had this stuff before. So I was, I was feeling the pinch. I'm still on a folding table. You just make do with what you have. And I I spent the first two weeks trying to get my home office where it needed to be, you know, thinking this would be months and months, but now I'm seeing that this might be a while and I'm going to be positioned to work at home or the office now. And like we said before, coming and going at IT Inspired is going to be different. So now I want them to have the setup at home and I want them to have the same or better setup at the office if they need it there or vice versa. So let's just enable that and see where it goes. I think we're going to have a lot of efficiencies and effectiveness in doing so.
0: And I think that's going to be a conversation most, if not all businesses outside of like a restaurant or somebody that has to be on the premise are going to have. Yeah. I mean, they're going to start having conversations of, okay, what was your house set up like? What was your home set up like? You know, did you prefer that over your office set up? Are there some changes we need to make at the office to accommodate better than what you had at the house? You know, because yep. if it's, yeah, if your house is more inviting to work at, are you really going to want to come
1: <laughs> to the <laughs> office? That's right. And then that's the thing I, I hope to actually tap into what makes. <clears throat> You know, I think I have a good idea, but this is going to shift the way things have been and the way we view things going forward. So. um, But I want to go back to, like, actually tapping into why people would want to come to the office and making it making it impactful and awesome there and exciting. But also, you know, to have the distractions that you're willing to have, but also shut out the ones you don't need. Absolutely. So I think that's just as important.
0: So I want to go back a couple steps and a couple years in the in the timeline. What what's your back history, man? Like, where'd you where'd you come from? How'd you get how did you get to IT Inspired?
1: Okay, okay, good question. Um, how far do you want to go back? <laughs> I got I got time. Okay, man. So <laughs> I, I'll put it to you this way. I I think I liked business. I didn't know the the big E word entrepreneurship when I was young, but I I always liked doing business. So um, I like doing work and being rewarded for that. Um, So I think it started when I was young. So if we're going to talk years, I mean, we're going to talk young. Uh, Yeah, what kind of kid were you? Seven through nine. I mean, I was introverted, the the go figure, right? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, I I grew up, I mean, if we're really going to start, somewhere. I was, I was born in Las Vegas. Um, you know, my parents divorced when I was about five or six, we stayed there till about, I was seven and, uh, I made the cross country trip to, uh, you know, the lower, I guess, panhandle. I was in Miami and Fort Lauderdale for two years. Um, you know, we bounced around a lot, different schools, different, um, apartments, different houses that we rented. And it was like new friends, new spaces all the time. So, uh, it was when we finally put roots down in New Orleans, when my, my mom transferred uh, to New Orleans to be closer to family that I actually found that I had way more family than I thought I had. And a um, lot more friends that became family, too. I got to say that about Louisiana. Uh, not being a native here sure make you feel welcome and you never want to leave once you get a taste. So, uh but, but going back to that, I was like cutting grass or washing cars, but it, we all kind of switched and changed with my first Mardi Gras parade. Um, I, I was amazed at what was going on. <laughs> Nothing like I'd ever seen. But at the same time, at the end, I'm looking around and like everyone's kind of walking away. Right. But the culture shock to me of like, look at all this trash and litter. I hate litter. So. I'm looking around like, what the hell is going on? Everyone's leaving this mess. And then you see the street sweepers, right, Come in like a half a mile off. <laughs> Stuff's everywhere. It's dark outside. And I just saw so much dirt and trash and stuff. I, just, I, I, I always liked crunching cans. So I was like, ding, 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 recycle. So I knew you could make a buck recycling. So every can, every bottle that I could pick up and put on my bike or in a and a trash bag, garbage bag, you know, plastic bag from Schwegman's or something or their doornacks. I, I threw it in there and I took it home, crushed them and brought them to make a couple pennies and dollars. And I really got a lot of, I got a lot of uh, fulfillment out of just doing work and being paid for it. So it started there. And as soon as I could, you know, wash my own cars or, make flyers about cutting grass or doing it It just led into one thing to the next. And I learned customer service. I learned about business. I learned about the relationship. Um, and I just kept saying yes instead of saying no. So uh transfer that to, you know, going to LSU. I'm fast forwarding like this is a 100 times fast forward. But Let's know, I, I make my way to um, LSU and I'm there and I decide to like. Oh, I had this idea for one of my pets. I'm going to create a. I'm going to create an invention. So I created a little what I called tree gym for my birds at the time, so they could play on and rest on. And started selling that, and made a website for it. And um, I, I, I was like doing stuff on the side. But to officially answer your your question with a huge run-on sentence, <laughs> um, I got my start. Out of LSU, I got a job where I was going to be an IT company. I was going to be with an IT company in New Orleans, and um, I didn't know much about it, but I had a degree. I immediately showed up and saw that all the folks that didn't have degrees but had gotten real-life vocational tech and training, um, they were further ahead than me, and what did I just get myself into the last five years? So um, that job was kind of funny because after about a month, my paycheck started bouncing. Um, That sounds kind of weird, but I would get a paycheck and it was real. I would go to the bank and they wouldn't cash it and they would say, you know, insufficient funds. And I didn't know what that meant. So my first job out of college wasn't that great. The leadership wasn't great. The organization wasn't great, but it taught me a lot. And so I spent about three to six months trying to figure out my next move, got a student worker job at a state agency through a friend of mine that I was an LSU cheerleader with is, I mean, it, it just goes crazy from there. So
0: wait, 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 pause. Yeah, yeah. Pause yeah. Wait, yeah.
1: wait, you were an LSU cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, okay, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I I'm, see it in the background. I see the, uh, <clears throat> Yep. My first megaphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, okay. But it's so, something that I never would have thought would have led to like a career, right? That was the defining moment to lead me to the job that I got into IT. I was finally a, a consultant. and um, That job is is also kind of interesting, too. I, I wound up getting my start there as, an, as basically a student worker slash intern and, you know, did a good job, tried to make myself indispensable. And within about two to three months, I got a job offer. So I stayed there, stayed there as a student worker, worked my way up to COO. And I uh, was there for about nine, nine and a half years. Left that company to start IT Inspired. And that's been seven years in the making. And that is my really long story.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great story. I, I I would not have known that you were an LSU cheerleader. I mean, now I'm looking at the background and I'm seeing, you know, the, the megaphone in the back and a lot of LSU paraphernalia. I thought you were just another normal uh, yeah, no LSU fan. But apparently you're a little bit... It bleeds deeper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, can, I, well, so if you didn't know that one, then you'll like this one probably because you know, cheerleader, cheerleader, schmearleader Most of the time people, people don't give the credit for the cheerleaders and the amazing job that they do and the hard work and the practice and all the injuries and all that. They do not give you credit for that. Okay. You know, they right. even border borderline, you know, is it a sport? So, but it, it, it what really takes the cake is people really like that I was Mike the Tiger for about two years. Man. <laughs> that's that's my claim to fame, man. That's what gets the most notoriety.
0: Claim to fame is Mike the Tiger. See, I had a I, I knew I knew a Mike,
1: also was cheerleader.
0: So There you go. I didn't do any of that. I was uh I was way too busy doing other things at LSU. I was <laughs> trying to start a business and meet new people and network and all kinds of different things.
1: Uh, I wish I would have started a business in college. Look at all the folks that did and where they are now.
0: It's starting a business in college. Sounds like a great idea, but something's going to take more time and the other one's going to fall to the wayside. So
1: you are not disciplined then. I mean, you have to learn a lot. There's so much that comes to it, comes with it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're learning a what your craft is and B you still have to keep on top of your school. And while, if you're dealing with a customer and you have a professor breathing down your neck yeah. and who, who, who takes the cake?
1: And then, you know, what, what comes first <coughs> tailgating or that invoice that you need to send out? <laughs> I, I get it. There's trade offs, no doubt. But um, I look at, I guess what I'm trying to say there is I look back at that thinking, wow, if you could have taken the, the risk and the opportunity, then, you know as as opposed to being set in a in a career or an industry or you know your path is kind of like i'm just going to go status quo this way when you you look back at the risks or at least taking the 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 leap of faith and the jump towards that entrepreneurship at that stage that is what i would highly encourage but i mean it's got to be right for everybody
0: right and it's i It's funny to that you say that because a lot of people I talk with they're they've been in their own business for a couple of years now and they they're always very first to say that they're very forward with saying, Look, if I would known then what I know now, I would have taken the risk a long time ago and to me, the question then becomes so how do you know when how do you know at that young age when is the right time to take the move when is the right time to take the leap
1: If you're like me, it was you're always questioning your value, worth, and confidence level to do something like that to pull it off. But then at the same time, you know, I used to look, it's a horrible way of looking at it, but I mean, I guess uh, there's a whole lot of people that don't know, and and to be quite honest, every entrepreneur, if they tell you they know what they're doing or that, that, you know, in my my opinion, we're all figuring it out as best we can, Yeah. given the information we have to date, right? We talked about that. you have the time stamp you're i mean this is all going back (laughs) yes it's
0: you 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 don't know what you don't know that's and you think you know what you know
1: until you (laughs) (laughs) until you don't know
0: and it changes yeah so when 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 did you know the right time was to make that leap i mean because you said you worked your way up all the way to coo i mean that's for some people they're like, "All right, I hit the pinnacle. You know, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I'm at right. I'm at I'm at the C suite, I'm at the top." But for you that wasn't enough. So when think, when was that shift kind of go for?
1: It? Yeah, no, I think I think that's that's <sighs> a really good question. And I guess I kind of always flirted with it, right? Or I I guess uh, to a certain extent, I really wish I had that, all, that I that I'd always exemplar, you know, exemplified the characteristics of being an owner or of you know, of being a leader, um, of being a good manager. And, you know, when I, I got some, I got some studio audience coming up. Patty, I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. All good. Uh, daddy's on a call. All right. So, I mean, I was flirted with, you know, taking that next step and I guess trying to better myself or trying to push myself. And really when it came down to putting the pedal to the metal, I guess it was, it was still going back to that confidence level. It was going back. Have I, have I proven myself? Have I done this before? <laughs> have I asked my son to turn off the tablet? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to COVID podcasting, everybody. You guys are now special guest airing on the
0: Patty G Show. That's it. Youngest guest to date. Welcome. Well, there you guests, go. Youngest date to guest to date. Welcome. <laughs> All right, guys, be careful down the
1: steps. I love it. Shout out to all your parents out there doing the best. That's (laughs) right.
0: Doing the best you can with what you got.
1: Yeah, leave it there, guys. I need the light on. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, you got it. Right? Right. Right. You know, that was, I mean, look, going back on that you have to. I mean, I flirted with it. I, I tried mm-hmm. to do the best I could in those shoes, put myself in that spot, and, and test my comfort zones. Really, when it came down to it, the question was, if 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 they can do it, can I do it? Raw, you know, as as straight as I can tell you, it came down to, do I think I can do it better than that next person? Right. Do I think I have? A differentiating factor between what I can produce, what I bring to the table, and if if that wasn't there before, well, if I bring it to the table, then can I be successful just bringing that to the table for myself? So I think it comes down to: Do you think you can do it too? I think that's it. And then Absolutely. you know maybe you're questioning: Is this the right time? Or do I have the right people? Do I need a plan? Do I have the money? You know. When are you ever going to have those things lined up? Because I have not to date had that line up uh, in the way that I needed it to in the most optimal fashion. You always make do with what you have and make the best of it. As if your kids yeah. are coming upstairs in a live show. That's, that's it. You make the best of it and you
0: roll with it. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what an entrepreneur does. You, you plan as best you can. You, you factor out and you limit the risks as best as you can. But at the same time, stuff's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You can plan for what you anticipate will happen, but sometimes what we anticipate will happen never truly happens or it happens in a way we didn't predict it. And then it's when, when you're in the grind and you're in the mud of everything, it's how
1: do you respond to it and how do you move forward past the obstacles? And look, we're seeing that right now. Yeah. I mean, never been more true than that, than right now. Absolutely. It's the businesses that were,
0: I mean, I can't even say prepared because nobody can prepare for this. No,
1: I mean, I, you I can't I, I've been prepare creating a training plan strategy and I'm sorry, my, my camera over here is freaking out. Um, okay. but no, I mean, I, I, just a few days ago, I created a, you know, a PPE training video that didn't exist. And I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not even qualified to train anybody, but I know that at least for the knowledge that I have and for the resources at the time with the information available, I'm going to give my people what they need to be successful or safe. So, I mean, you're going to do that. And, and um, you know, that that turned into creating a document, you know, make a video, um, get them all to sign it. I mean, you're just going to you're going to take on the roles and the responsibilities necessary to do what it takes. And again, do you think you can do that better than someone else that's already doing it? Go ahead and yeah. be an entrepreneur then.
0: Do it. Jump jump off in the deep end. fee yeah. first. So how did the company take it whenever you kind of? I mean, did you did you tell them, hey, I'm starting my own thing, or did you just show up one day and like, hey,
1: here are the keys to the building, I'm out. That's a tough one, but I'll I'll say that I gave my two what, weeks. What
0: can you say?
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that I, I gave my two weeks and um you know that was that was an inflection point right then and there. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I, look, it. I did what I thought was best for me, my development, my family, my team, and even for that company, too. You know, I mean, it wasn't right for me to be there anymore. Things started to get a little toxic. Things started to get where they weren't like they were the, you know, eight or nine years before that. So and, and I think when I, I was I was in some webinar this week and we were talking about something similar, but. When, when you know it's time as a, let's say, as a, a business owner or entrepreneur or manager to where that person that's on your team doesn't need to be there anymore and is no longer of value or, you know, it becomes toxic. The relationship isn't good. Um, they're no longer productive or whatever. You know, when you start making up those, I think what it was called was um, uh, something about something contracts, like personal contracts. When you make a personal contract in your brain, you know, you, you're taking all the information in there, but those things aren't necessarily a real written contract. They might've been something that you've made up yourself. And sometimes right. when you get to that point um, and those unspoken contracts that you've made up here don't quite match with what the what the horizon looks like, gets a little weird, gets a little awkward, and it's not good for anybody. So as like an entrepreneur or manager, when you know that someone needs to go and it's their time, you're doing yourself a favor, but you're doing them a favor too, because they might not have left that situation had you not acted on it, right? They might've stayed in that spot that entire time, been unhappy, you know, disengaged and they're still there. Well, is that really who you want working for? Are you going to pay for that? Right. You know, would you, would you pay for that for, you know, with your own money? To, I mean, no. And then I think on the flip side, you as an employee, because I've been on both sides and I think you have to, you, I mean, I think as a manager, as an entrepreneur, as an employee, you need to know where everyone's at and have, Visited or flirted in those areas and arenas prior to get a good mindset on what it takes to take the next step, but also to have empathy and compassion for the people that are there doing it. So what I'm trying to say is, as an employee too, when you know that the company is not treating you right, when you know that things are getting toxic and you shouldn't be there, your energies are being depleted. You know, your energy level, your bucket is being drained. When it gets bad. Take the next step. You're not doing anyone a favor being on a team where you're toxic or spreading negativity because that spreads like a virus. We're seeing that. And so um, as soon as you know, you should act on it, too, and challenge yourself to always take the next step that's best for you, for your self-development, for your next path or career. And I think you need to step outside those comfort zones on both sides um, uh, you know, all the way from the entrepreneur down to, you know, the intern, you're going to need to challenge that to really know where you fit. Right. Does that makes sense. Did that get like too no. soapboxy or something?
0: <coughs> Excuse me. No, that was spot yeah. on. You, un- unless you know yourself, you can't help other people.
1: Oh, 100%. Right. 100%. Yeah. And, 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 I, and it, yeah. Thank you. I
0: mean, if, if I'm if I'm if I'm in a position that I'm working in a job and I'm just there just because it's putting food on my table, you know, and it's it's not something that really gets me up in the morning. I mean, you get up and you can you can tell from both sides whether you can tell that internally yourself or your employer can tell that if you're working for somebody. If you're showing up, you know, always late, or you're showing up and it's just you don't look thrilled to be there. As a manager, you got to say, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. Like. Is like, is it something in your life personal? Like, do you need, can we give you some paid off time to figure out what's going on at your home or is it the work environment? Are you not happy here? Are you not satisfied with what you're doing? Can we put you on different projects? Can we shift you around? What can we do to make you happy? Because ultimately if your employees aren't happy, you're, you're going nowhere. I mean, your, your, your ship now has a hole in it that you're not aware of. And over time it's going to fill up up with water.
1: Yeah, either. Yeah. <coughs> Water's rising. No one's helping you bail the water out. The bilge yeah. pump is not working.
0: <laughs> and no one told you. No one yeah. told you that the, that the fuse is blown and you're just slowly but surely and sinking. You're
1: up there in the crow's nest like, man, waves are high. To, is, it, is it high tide? Waves are high. Waves are coming up. Man, is this the Bering Sea and <laughs> I'm a deadliest yeah. bitch? No. Uh, the ship's going down, dude. Captain, you know, and, and, and if you're not one with your crew or your your mates, you know, your second in command. I don't know it, 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 communication, um, uh, engagement. You know, your purpose, your passion. Hopefully, that's aligned in your career. If not, and look, we also need we, we need to go back because some people can't, you know, change jobs. So some people right. draft, you know. I'm saying, you know, if you don't like it, go change it. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Single mothers don't have that luxury. There's, you know, some caregivers that don't have that option. And it might take a complete industry or, you know, shift uh, workforce development to even get you there with new training. Some people don't have that luxury. But the the, the idea there is to say, strive for it, fight for it. Go find it if you can, because it will exist. It'll be there somewhere or there'll be a stepping stone along the way to get you there and if not ask for help if not network if not ask me and you know yeah. so just that's 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 where that's coming from but we know the reality is that not everyone has those resources or abilities to do that
0: yeah it's not everybody can uproot their life and move off to a different job for yeah. a dozen different reasons i mean you just it's not that simple to make that shift but the first step is reaching out yeah. the first step is knowing that you need to ask for help in a way that you may not even know that person could help you.
1: And I acknowledging, mean, it, you acknowledging your situation, being aware of your situation, right? Right. Being able to know what your status is, because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone else. Knowing your situation, awareness of what you're going on, the mindfulness of where you're at, how you're thinking, what the stress levels are, that can help guide you to, to the next right step. But it's going to have to be step after step after step. I mean, don't expect to just leapfrog into a brand new career, life and lifestyle. It doesn't really happen like that.
0: Yeah, so, it's patience is your biggest friend when it comes to something like that. Having the patience. we enemy for those who aren't patient like me. <laughs> and I, I think that's, especially in young entrepreneurs, I see it. A lot of them they they want to go from startup to you know selling for seven eight figures overnight and it's it's that doesn't happen that's not the norm the norm is you're you're in there 24/7 for years before something happens sure
1: i mean I, you develop the network the friends the support system you know and all those soft skills and things you pick up along the way i mean that doesn't you're absorbing you might not realize that you might not be conscious of that but You're absorbing that the entire time. And that's why when you timestamp, you know, Patty G from two and a half years ago to Patty G today from Patty G a a week and a half ago, you're different people with different experiences and knowledge um, and data points. So all that can influence a decision or behavior and knowing where you're at then though is, is, is the key.
0: Yeah. Knowing where you are now and what you're learning now is, you know, don't, I always kind of tend to overanalyze situations I find myself in and I'll be like, Oh gosh, is this like, and I always go for the worst part. You know, you always, you always go on the dark side, you know, but eventually you come around to the bright side, hopefully, you know, yeah. and it's, I sit there and I look at the situation. Like, All right, what is happening? Okay. All right. That didn't look so good, but wait a minute. No, no, I didn't, Hold on, that actually didn't turn out as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> then I find myself into a, a similar situation again. All right, let me try this because it worked well the first time, but let me tweak the stuff that was bad. And then that's that learning and developing to where you get to the point of you're now doing stuff subconsciously that you're not even aware of, but you can look back and you can see those steps. You can see those, you know, those pebbles along the way of how you got to where you are. And that is goes back to that self-awareness. And just, okay. Where am I at now? Where am I going to go forward from here? Well, so,
1: and look for me, you know, early entrepreneur stage, the way we started out, like, uh, you know, even if I was washing cars um, and that's where, you know, a lot of this started. I wa- I, I, I washed, was washing my mom's car and the neighbor says, hey, you wash mine. Well, yeah, you'll pay me. Sure, sure, sure. I'll pay you this much. You know, And that first car, I probably made three bucks. Right. But in that moment, I was like, well, so this can be a thing. And then it was, all right, well, do you want me to wash it, like, next week, too? You know, your car's going to get dirty. And then, and then it did, I also learned, like, well, $3 bucks is not good enough. Maybe, maybe, like, 7 The the amount of work I'm doing, you know, the type of services. And then it even went to, like, yeah, I'm washing a car, and I've done it for this person. But now they're referring me to, you know, Miss Janice, you know, three, three buildings down the, down the way. Uh, I've never met her before, and she wants me to clean her, you know, back patio. And do I do odd jobs? So in that moment, I was like, well, I'm kind of getting stretched thin, but I'm still going to earn this money. I'm still going right. to make contacts. But it, I guess what I'm trying to say there was in the moment, I knew that after doing a few and, and sort of getting a, a rhythm and, and knowing what to expect from myself as well as what customers were expecting, because I could not tell you what the next person was going to ask me to do. And, you know, a young kid, I'm going to do it. So I guess what I'm saying is in that moment, I was able to adjust because I knew that, man, I'm working my tail off. I'm sweating. I just spent, you know, an hour and a half on this car. I normally don't wax it or I normally don't do the inside interior. But, man, now I got to get these extra resources. It's taking me longer. I should be making more money. Um, And so, you know, I was able to raise my worth, raise my value of the services, but also my own my own self-esteem in doing so and handling those situations in handling those clients. So if you can absorb it along the way, those were the early stages of me learning about customer service. Those were the early stages of me learning how to price services. And so you don't learn that starting out at it inspired, you know, day one saying we're going to be owners. Now it doesn't work like that. Yeah.
0: No you you have to earn your way up and it's funny i I did a lawn business as well um throughout high school. my brothers and I started it when I was I was eleven and this was way back before you know child labor was really was really looked at deeply <laughs> That's so, so about today we're talking about child labor <laughs> <laughs> right right I, my, my brother was 16 Young level. <laughs> Yeah, my brother was 16, my other brother was 14, and I was 11, and nice. we were we were cruising the streets of Baton Rouge cutting grass. It was yes. fantastic. Y'all have a name? Um, uh, yeah, Cajun Cutters. Come on, that I mean, <laughs> that's that's nice. Cajun Cutters, long care. That was us. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. So, but anyway, so then we. From there, then my brothers graduated and I started doing the lawn business on my own. Cause I'm like, I can do this myself. Like they're off in college, they don't want to do it yeah. anymore. I can keep doing this. And so I would keep, I mean, that's what basically funded me through high school and everything. Then I met awesome. met some people that owned uh Roberto's River Road restaurant. I met Roberto and I was like, Hey, y'all hiring for a busser. I need a I need I need another job. You know, this lawn care is whatever. I need something to do for the weekend. So then I started busing. And then I met a neighbor down the street, and I started throwing hay for him. You Dude, know, for twenty five yes. cents a bale, yes. it was a blast. And then my neighbor, she, uh, once once her husband passed, she needed somebody to cut her grass because she lived on like two acres of land. Yeah. So I, I would cut my parents' grass, and I would go cut her grass, and she'd pay me. And then she was wow. like, "Would well, you know anybody who uh, who cuts down trees? I've got seven willow trees around my pond that I need to get cut down." And I'm like, "I do, I sure do." I'll cut them down for you. That's all three buddies up, and we cut down seven willow trees. What? And it's just one. It's it's one thing after another, and you find yourself. You want that next job. You want that next thing as an entrepreneur. You keep fighting, and you're like, "What can I do next?"
1: It's probably like that. That runner's next mile. You know that. Yes. They got the high, and they keep. I mean, I, I ran. they'll look it, but I ran once <laughs> or twice. <laughs> to get that President's Medal in, in middle school. Yeah, I did that. Um, no, I mean, that's it. And, and you, you just explain how the young entrepreneur or, or the young business owner can get work and how it leads into something. Do a good job one time. Make a raving fan right. one time, you know? Have a good customer service one time and it will spread. Have one bad negative customer service experience. It will take you 12, at least 12 more instances for you to recover. From that, you've right. broken the trust, and so I learned that. I learned what it was like to, you know, let let a customer down, or for them mm-hmm. to not pay me right away. So you you learn that. I mean, that's when I look back at that. That was those were the the early stages, man. That that taught me a lot of fundamentals in people, in business, but just in life, right there. And if you're yeah, willing, to up what comes next, you're gonna learn and grow from it. You're not stunting your growth.
0: Yeah. It's, you're, you're constantly growing, you're constantly evolving because you're learning new traits, you're learning new, you're learning new skills you don't recognize. Like even like, so that, so that one customer that goes bad, okay, what do we do to respond to that one customer? We can't just let it go. We can't just let it sit to the wayside. How do we respond to them? Because like you said, it's at least 12, 15, I don't know the exact, I'm sure there's a study that's been done that somebody has analyzed a bunch of data and said, how many customers on average does it take to overcome a negative review? Yeah. But for me, I'm like, okay, what can we do to fix that one customer? What can we do to have that customer come back? We don't want to retract their statement. We want them to say what they say because we needed to show that, hey, we messed up here. But what can we do for me, to make them come back and say, oh my gosh, you will not believe what they did. They came back after they made a mistake and just blew me out of the water with kindness, with customer service, and... I was totally turned off to them, but now I'm a customer for life. And I think those are the customers that you earn over the long time are the ones that were bad that you turn into an extreme
1: positive,
0: as opposed to somebody that just comes on has a great experience. That's great, but that person that's got a bad experience, and you then show them who you really are, because when the dark, sh- when the dark, when the darkness shows up, people's colors really start to so appear. Like the
1: stress when stress and you know frustrations come out. All, absolutely under duress yeah. 100 under pressure yes with fear and anxiety yes that will happen and i mean it's your response it's absolutely your response and you know it's it's easier to keep a customer happy than it is to turn that bad customer service experience around to a positive one and yeah i mean i'm using data from like i think probably a year two years ago i think it was 12 or 13 next you know positive interactions for it to actually recover, the, the relationship to recover. And and I'll say this too. So start out strong, start out with that relationship being strong and hitting all those expectations and setting them right. Because over time, when you've been proven, right, and the trustworthy, honest producer of these things or getting stuff done, then the relationship's strong enough where you can take it one on the chin and you can, right. you can recover faster. If, uh, you had to blip, man. We know it was you're off the radar for a minute. We got you. It's totally cool. That never happens. You know, you will get so much more flexibility and leeway with someone if you've over time proven that you will continue to produce and provide. And so, I mean, that's it. I mean, make that raving fan early. Keep them happy often. And but but let's not forget you need to keep your employees happy. Like if that's my if I can take another step outside of this, it would be, look, treat your treat your employees like family and you treat your employees better than you would treat your customers because they will, in turn, treat your customers that way. You've shown them how to do it. You've conditioned them to this is what to expect. Things can be really great, guys. You know, things things yeah. can be really cool and, and, and amazing. So um, what I'm saying there, though, is treat your employees great. They will treat your customers even better. And your customers are going to be repeat customers. And when you do have a blip on the radar or something goes wrong, that cycle's still turning. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's going so fast that, you know, the centrifugal force can't knock it off its axis or orbit. So right. go strong, go hard and strong on the relationship to begin with. Keep it strong over time. And look, you're going to screw up. And when it happens, no one's going to notice. And if they do, admit it, be honest with it, be accountable for it and fix it. But yeah, that's, that you're golden again, and the system's back and running. It's yeah. You got to get the system running, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that's uh, you said it best. I mean, that's if cusp- businesses that don't acknowledge their failures are the ones that end up sinking. If something bad happens and they just oh let's just let's just here let's take it let's just let's just put it over here. Throw it, let's Kobe it and just let it sit. Yeah. You know, it's the one to say, okay, here's something we messed up. We messed up bad. How can we turn this into an opportunity? How can we take this and showcase who we really are and do the best PR, best branding that we can to say, look, we messed up big time. Here's how we fixed it. And here's how we're going to make sure it's not going to happen again.
1: That's it. And I can feel comfortable that you acknowledge the situation. You were vulnerable enough to say it out loud. And if you say it out loud, I mean, just in general and in life and business, whatever, you want to get something done, talk about it. Talk about it, you know, share it, express it, advocate for it. Make it that makes yourself, that makes you accountable for it. I mean, I found that right. I kind of backed my way into that through business. But it, it took me just a little bit to realize that, man, if, you, if you're vocal about stuff and you get that out there, People are going to ask questions when you don't do it, or you don't follow through, and so it's kind of a nice little checks and balances to keep you accountable. And and I, man, I'm sorry I'm going off on every tangent possible, but <laughs> I if, love it. I mean, that's me, dude. I'm ADHD, as as you know what. So I'll get out. Uh huh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's where it's at. And if you can if you can just admit it and move on with that experience, you're going to be better for it. Everyone's going to be better for it. But I guess what I was going to say was who holds a CEO accountable? Do you, who? Come on. Who, who, who holds the CEO accountable? The direct customer may not. Maybe. I, I find that there's a lot of, you know, semblance of accountability going down. But as soon as you get close to the top, you might be in a position where people won't tell you what you want to hear or the truth, you know? And so they're too afraid to, you're in a position that could, you know, change an opinion, a lifestyle or someone's livelihood. And when that's at risk, are you really going to buck the system? So I, I found it if you are just accountable and vulnerable and you, you know, you're empathetic about it, but curious enough to find a solution and honest enough to do to do that, to be finding another solution or fix, then you're gonna you're gonna be okay. It's gonna work itself out. But if yeah. you don't do that and you don't have checks and balances at the top, things can get kind of crazy. And when Unchecked. they do
0: that, that then then you're gonna knock yourself off that axis.
1: Boom, out of orbit
0: now. That's it. So starting starting to wind down a little bit on the show. <laughs> That possible? It's, I don't, I don't think it is We're not wind down, wrap up. There we go. Wrap up. There so go. Gonna wrap up the show. Cause if not, we'll be here. And next thing I know it'll be Friday. Um, so I, I was going to ask you, you know, what are two lessons that you've taken away throughout this process, but I think you kind of gave them,
1: you know, there's more, two I, lessons I, go. Can I tell you two lessons that I learned today? Let's do it. Literally learned two lessons today. Um, First one's ask more questions. Yes. I, let me give you some context, but yeah, I, I learned some amazing lessons today through the, um, Edward Lowe foundation, uh, the Louisiana economic development, you know, the led actually in all this crisis mode offered up to the growth, the, uh, Louisiana growth leaders network, um, they offered up the ability for this 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 webinar, this, this, this workshop this week that was three days long. I just finished it today, met some amazing people, but it was facilitated and they they brought up the seven deadly sins of leadership or asking questions. And dude, I ask questions. I, I got them all wrong. I am I I am a sinner in all seven.
0: <laughs> You're yeah. a deadly sinner
1: for asking questions. So I, I need some growth there, some progress there, and I need to ask more questions and talk less. So the thing there was, what's your ask-to-tell ratio? And I really had to ask myself, <laughs> tell the truth, but what is your ask-to-tell ratio? And it I, look, I'm not happy with it. I need some work. So that's my first one. Um, check out that that book, too, or that, that Seven Deadly Sins of that is insane. And you'll learn a lot. The other one is basically autonomy. I I want to allow we already have a good amount, I think, but I want more autonomy in my organization. I think that will make us more nimble, you know, as an as as a company. I think it will allow people to shine and get that creative, you know, that creative flow going on how to fix things or solve problems or or tweak processes. So those are my two things. I would say two lessons I learned today, ask more questions. Um, and then also, you know, see what you can do about adding a level of autonomy in your life and with your, with your company.
0: I love it. So why Baton Rouge? Or
1: <laughs> what makes Baton Rouge so special to you? Man, I, you know, I've had a lot, we've talked about this, but I had a lot of places that I called home. Right. But, you know, I was born in Las Vegas and I love Nevada. I lived in Florida, bounced around there plenty. Home is Louisiana. And I never felt more home. It used to be New Orleans, but now it's Baton Rouge. And I remember when I was living in New Orleans for all those years, you know, going through middle school and high school, or whatever. um, Baton Rouge, when I did come here, seemed like a college town. And I never really liked it when I was here going to LSU. I went back to New Orleans, had that experience and You know, I wound up finding myself back here for a student worker position, and now I've got roots. Now I've got a family and a business. Why Baton Rouge? Because there's no other better place for me and my people or my business. This this city is incredible. Incredible. And we have so many resources, such a great culture, and we don't need to compete with Lafayette or with New Orleans or nobody because Baton Rouge is home for me and a lot of other people that are amazing. And so... That's why Baton Rouge. I don't see any other place. There's no other place I'd call home besides Baton Rouge. That's why. Preach. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, man.
0: I, I okay. wish people loved it, man. You know? Yeah, me it, too. That's, that's what I'm here for, dude. That's, I'm trying to showcase that. I'm trying to bring that out and just show it to everybody that I can
1: that's it that's it and I'm trying to do the same with my little shows as well and the amazing people here and the amazing programs or companies or nonprofits that don't get you know an ounce of exposure or advocacy that they should man that's that's it I want to bring light to that too and I, I look thank you for even having a a platform to do that buddy because this is important right now and it's important all the time thank you absolutely it's and it's going to continue to be
0: important, especially with the next steps the next steps of getting back to the Baton Rouge that we know and love. And apparently, I have to now experience what Charles
1: uh, Pierce says you give the best hugs. So, I'm oh gonna have to- God, I gonna love me some Chuck. <laughs> I love, I love, oh, man. I wonder what his beard is looking like right now. Mm.
0: check him out on the jada Cody show man they do the they do the live check out his beard on the jada Cody show I do
1: 1073 baby yes That's it. talk 1073 the new flavor of talk look there's Kenny right there I can oh, oh yeah. I, watch, I watch you and Kenny's show it's good
0: Ooh. anybody that hasn't watched or listened to the show with Kenny wind from 368 go give that a listen um
1: what yes. come on man Best work. <laughs> In Louisiana, Inc. Magazine, dude. Dude, we had a chance to win that twice. We won it two times in a row. And I'm telling you right now, I would give all those up to be in Kenny Win in 368 spot right now, being the only one in Louisiana that ever win it this year, blowing it out. Uh, did you see their culture page, Their what they released? Yes. That was impeccable omen at the mouth man are you kidding he's doing something right they all they all are and and look thank you for having kenny on the show he does a lot of good work in this community they give back i mean there's a lot of good people that you've highlighted brother that they they need some time to to say it too. the news is kind of crazy i'd rather be getting information like this from great people that are doing really good things so Thank well, you, I don't
0: thank you for having I don't this. intend to slow down dude thank you for coming on uh, final question is what can I do to help you
1: <laughs> what can you do to help me
0: yeah in whatever realm you can think of man what, what can I do to help
1: all right um I I okay. Thank you for asking that. That I that took me a minute, man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know what? I, let's let's just spread the love. Get someone from Kids Orchestra on here. Get someone from Junior League of Baton Rouge. Um, from uh, from Junior Achievement. From the great people at Junior Achievement. Like, you know, there's there's and 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 you know Rachel A Bear from Star. Get. Keep doing what you're doing. That's what I want you to do. That's what you can do for me. Get some more awesome freaking people on here so I can learn from them and we keep this thing going, man. We keep this love train just steaming full speed ahead. Amen, That's- brother.
0: Amen. I'll 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 do that. I'll do that. I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> let's let's do it together. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well everybody's probably tuned out by now or falling asleep one or the other maybe they're still there i don't really know anymore but either way i had a blast man. this was awesome thank, thank you. you thank you so very much for coming on i really appreciate it robert it was an honor dude thank you so for everybody listening to the show this is the latest rendition of the patty g show i am your host patty g here with robert wise from it inspired be sure to go check them out Also, give the show and the page a like and a share. Subscribe to the podcast. Come on, we got 10 reviews on iTunes as of today. Let's bump those numbers up. And if you need anything IT related, give Robert a call. Thank you all and have a good night.